Core Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how you doing, man? Hello, everyone. I'm good. How are you, Ryan? I am fantastic. Uh, we were just slightly considering just postponing this episode. We started like talking about what it's about. Um, so I'm glad we just hit the record button because I'm really fucking excited to talk about this and we'll get to why that is later on. Um, but it's just us today. Brian and Jarrett couldn't make it, but they will probably give their opinions on this band later on. Uh, today's episode is all about Trivium. One of the biggest bands in metal, especially for people our age, uh, there's no doubt they're juggernauts in the industry, especially with uh, Matt Heafy, the lead, uh, the front man, lead singer and rhythm guitarist. Well, they're both like lead rhythms um, with Corey, um, you know, with him just being such a huge um, uh, social media presence with like Twitch and playing their albums live on Twitch and just doing a bunch of really cool things around the industry. They have songs like God of War. They just recently did a song for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, these guys are no doubt huge and really influential, but they also seem like really fucking great guys and who make incredible music. Um, so just like our other you know, volumes where we talk about the band specifically, we'll talk about how we like first became introduced to them. And that was through Eric for me. But Eric, what was the first time you heard Trivium? Um, you know, that's a great question because I don't, it's been a while like do you vaguely remember oh i remember but i don't remember um i it was ember to inferno i know that i'm trying to think i wasn't ready for that question because i hadn't thought of when or how i um started listening to them you know what it was okay it's coming back to me now that i see life force as their label for ember to inferno well, it's been a while since we've done this, but we would always just kind of start with like how we, you know. No, no, no. I know. I just, I honestly hadn't thought of when I, um, how I found them, but it was because of their, I was early high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, so that was released in 2003, Ember to Inferno. So yeah, I was probably like freshman, sophomore. And I know I had a computer class and then I know I was doing like the PRP stuff and like, I would go on this and that. I think I was listening to some bands on life force records, which was uh, out of Germany. And that was just one of those things that I used to do is just kind of go on record label sites and just see like, who do they have? And I think maybe Caliban might've, I know heaven shall burn was on there. Caliban was on there. Um, Burning skies. Just trying to see what they had that was probably led me to that. Um, Fear my thoughts. I see that. That's old. Damn, that's old. Um, Deadlock. Damn, I forgot about them. Uh, anyways, so that's probably what happened, and I, I know that's what happened because um, 
then they put out Ember to Inferno in 2003. And I checked that, that out and kind of went from there. And then I think the biggest thing that happened was that they Trivium ended up getting on to um, Roadrunner Records, which at that time too was, is still, but was very huge. I mean, they had all the bands we were listening to, Christopher and I, anyway, you know, you were kind of a little younger, so I don't know where you were at with that. But um, we, you know, we were listening to Kill Switch Engage. We were listening to you know, a little bit of Slipknot, um, Stormains, Agony Scene, El Nino, Chimera. I mean, the list goes on for that time frame of Roadrunner Records. So when they um, they signed Trivium, it was like, oh shit. I think at the time, I too, I thought that um, Trivium might have been a Germany band, which obviously they're from here. They're from Florida, I think. Uh, yeah yeah and so that's that was the introduction is i just i was going through different records labels websites looking at the bands that they had and kind of like picking out this and that and that's how i found trivium and then they got signed i i know i listened to ember to inferno a lot because when i when we do the re-listen or i did the i listened to every single record this week and man that, that record's still pretty freaking good um I'd love to hear it kind of re, re-recorded. I know they did Pillars of Serpents um, a couple, maybe a year or two ago. So I know it can be done. Uh, but yeah, that was my introduction. Uh, what was yours? I was definitely through you with Ascendancy, but one of the main things was Headbanger's Ball with mm-hmm. um, the video for Gunshot to Head to Trepidation. Yeah. I think I said that right. Um yeah. <clears throat> something like that and shot to a head of trepidation to the I, head to the head oh uh, it sounded pretty close that's what it was whatever um but yeah no the music video came out and i was just like it just it just sounded really good and um you know matt's voice is just so unique and um there was just something about ascendancy that just really stuck to me like it just um it just clicked and um ascendancy was the heaviest music i'd listened to at that time in my life um with kill switch and as dying following suit uh, right after them Mm-hmm. um so it just um just ascendancy <clears throat> ascendancy um just really grew on me you know the, the the album art the songs like the intro the end of everything i'm like dude like this is fucking intense like i just like i knew i was in for a treat and i think that's like when i you know i was like lincoln park and stuff but i think ascendancy was where i really started to get invested into like lyrics and like the stories that are being told within the record itself mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Ascendancy has always been one of my favorites, and uh, it's pretty much my introduction to them. And um, I remember, um, <coughs> excuse me, I remember uh, you bought me a Trivium jacket that literally was like the T sword. It was like a fire mm. jacket. I think I wore it for like a fucking year straight, so everyone knew I was a Trivium fan. Um, I literally discovered that jacket like a few years ago. Like I had it after all these years. So yeah, I started listening to Trivium in middle school. And uh, just ascendancy, like I said, is just an album that just is mind blowing for a, ba- a band so early in their life to make like an album that good. And like mm-hmm. that was one of the things you're talking about, either on the phone or just on the podcast last week. Just how young Matt was when they started the band. Um, all of those guys, you know, just how young they were and how creative they could be at that age. Uh, just really remarkable in the career they've had since. Um, I still haven't seen them. 
but well, that's usually one of the things we go into next. So I'll kind of just let you take it away. Do you remember the first time you saw these guys live by any yeah. chance? How that how that felt when you finally got to see them? Well, yeah, it was cool. Um, they were playing the the Roadrunner Road Rage tour, and it was still remains agony scene and three inches of blood and trivium. Jesus Christ. And that was at Showcase Theater in Corona, California, which RIP Showcase. Shout out to Showcase. Uh, it's the, you know, I don't even know how big that place is, but it's absolutely, I don't know. It's super small. It's like the size um, of your living room. Yeah, probably. And uh, it was fucking awesome. Um, that was Chris. I, th- I want to say Chris and I were there. Well, back we, in the Showcase days, like you and Chris went almost like every show together. Yeah. And, uh, it was cool too because like Matt Heafy was walking up the, he was just walking through the hallway. I think he might have been going towards the front, yeah, or whatever towards the back. But we ended up talking to him real quick, and he was just telling us that he, they were going on Ozfest and this and that. And um, so it was, it was really cool to meet him, just real quick. And um, that was the first time I saw him. But I've seen him, you know, a lot of other times. I think you've seen him. Like five, just saw him last right? year um, yeah. in November, and that was really good too. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen them on, I want to say they were on um, Sounds of the Underground Tour, saw them. I think I've, I know I've seen them at Knotfest and the one that Brian and I went to that I can't think of right now, 2015. Was that between the Barry and me? And then- no, it was a huge outdoor festival, like two, like all day in San Bernardino. Um, I forget what that's called. Oh, where all your CDs got stolen. Nope, that was a different one. Same same time frame, different same, same venue, but yeah. yeah, same venue. Um, and so when you saw like them said, live, though, like you know, do they sound as good as the record? Because like I said, I still haven't seen them live yet. So how is their performance? Well, now I mean they sound even better. But when I saw them, it was really cool because they just I want to say I don't think Ascendancy was out very long before I saw them at Corona that first time. Yeah, and it was really cool because they um, they played Gunshot, I believe, and everybody's like, <clears throat> "Yeah, <clears throat> the champ part you know, is pretty sick." The champ part, but I wasn't expecting everybody to do that because, like I said, the record had not been out that long, <laughs> and it was just really, really cool to to just be a part of that uh, when I was least expecting it. And um, but yeah, I mean that that was the first time. And uh, they were young then, I know that. Um, but yeah, that was it was awesome. It really was. Um, and then that tour was that tour was pretty sick though too because sore mains and agony scene and three inches of blood. Uh, very solid bands, and it's a really nice. Um, you know, it's a good mix of bands too though. The well, the cool thing was that much alike. Yeah, exactly that. But the cool thing was is it was a roadrunner. Like they had signed all these guys like at in the same year or some shit and they put all these newer bands on a on a tour so i thought that was really cool um, that is true i didn't think that. about that <laughs> um so this is pretty much like our favorite part of the whole volume thing and then we'll get into favorites and kind of maybe debate between the two of us or maybe not at all now that i think about it um so like starting with the records you know listening to ember to inferno again uh, it's been a long time since i've listened to it but one of the things you said a little bit ago was just how good that record was. Like you remembered, oh yeah, like I did listen to it quite a bit before Ascendancy came out. Um, 
I definitely feel like I heard you play some of these songs before I heard Ascendancy because like some of the songs clicked to, to me. Um, if uh, if I could collapse the masses, mm. really familiar when I heard it again. Um, Ember to Inferno is really good. Like it's a really good album. Yeah, it's very good. Um, um, there's a lot of there's a man. I don't know. There's just a lot to it. It's very good. Um, like I said, just knowing how old they were and like, like shit. Um, for for what it is, it's uh, it kind of grabs you. It's it's really heavy. You know, you weren't expecting that. Matt's screaming is very um, new. It's not fine tuned, but I like it. It still sounds like Matt. His singing's on par, pretty much all the time. And um, musically and instrumentally, the 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 records fucking great. They do what Trivium does. I mean, I think that's one of the things is like they've after going through all their records, they 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 have a sound. They have these little things that they do in the way that they do it that they've continued to do over ten records. So yeah, but Ashes to Inferno. I'm sorry, uh, Ember to Inferno's a really you know I don't know. That's one of the things I was going to ask everybody was what what would if you could pick somebody else that has a really good first record i mean you know who has another better first record up against this because when i listened to it i was like man this is you know from front to back i mean it's solid and i just couldn't think of anything else that was like who has a really good solid almost every single song if not every song is amazing uh, Ghost Inside. <clears throat> First record, The Fury yeah. of the Fallen. Yeah, mm, not a dying check. dream, but you know, Ghost Inside. Yeah, I know The Fury of the Fallen. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to double. I'd have to listen to it again. Um, yeah, in the Heart's Wake. Okay, there you, go. you got me. Well, Divination's like really good. Like I remember, yeah, no, you right. showed me that record. I was like, what the fuck is this? And like, I'm like, this is their debut album. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, um, you're good. I, I got that. That's I, I was just thinking, like it was just one of those things. It was but what you're like saying not is not a lot of people can do that, especially when they're 16 years old, you know? Yeah. And, and you make a really good point. Like it's fucking nuts. And like the cool thing, so like once again, we listened to all the discography this week. Um it really set the stage for ascendancy, though. Like they were right there. Mm-hmm. Almost like they really wrote themselves into ascendancy. And it, that's why they probably pushed it out so quick, um, because this really just felt like a, the perfect predecessor to Ascendancy, in my opinion. Yeah. Which going to Ascendancy, it's like, God damn it. And I'll also a lot of the records now have like bonus versions, like, you know, bonus songs. I didn't listen to any of the bonus songs. I just want to stick to strictly the record. Um, the oh, only I one did. that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I did not. I still can though if you think there's something worth like really going out of the way for. Well, no, I mean they're good. It's just what I found was that <laughs> the songs at the back of the record, the bonus songs, whether it be the covers or just the whatever songs, yeah, they didn't. They actually throw off the record. Each one, each record, I felt like at the end of it when it when the last song is done, that's the fucking record. You know, yes, it's great to have new uh, remakes or uh, you know, re-recording of songs and and the uh, the um, covers are really cool it's too. Nice like, the B sounds and that. covers, but 
Yeah, but when you're when you're listening to that record, it's definitely you need to just go straight up one through twelve or whatever. Because that like take a sentence, you know, after declaration, I mean that is a great fucking song. And then it hits you in the face with washing me in the tides, where washing me away, washing away me in the tides should be within the, the middle of the, the album. So it just doesn't do it doesn't do the just service to the album. So but again, I, I did listen to all the songs. So. You know, blinding tears will break the skies. And that was another thing too. A lot of these song titles, especially on the early stuff, were really cool. I mean, yeah. I guess on the new stuff too, but they were different. Um, you know, the pull tangent. harder on the strings of your martyr. Like they're just a lot. There's something about drowned and torn asunder too that always got me. Yeah, I also really love the intro to that song. Yeah. Um, but no. So we'll uh, talk about ascendancy again in a bit. But what's your uh, favorite song? Off of Ember to Inferno. Um, hang on a second. I went with I all. I, I went with uh, when all light dies. Yeah, that's a, that's a, see again, really good ending song. I know it's not the last song. The instrumentals at the back. Um, I want to say it was um, either I think it was Requiem. I think Requiem. Yeah, Requiem and Pillars of Serpents were my follow-ups. Yeah, I think Requiem was my favorite, which I even forgot because Pillars of Serpents is the one that I always remembered. Right. And then I was like, if the if I could collapse the masses, I was like, oh shit, that's such a good song too. And then Revelation comes on. And then I was like, oh fuck, here's Requiem, Amber to Inferno, Burned to Burn the Eye. I mean, yeah, my hate. I mean, the, 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 that's the thing, is that whole album's fucking great. But yeah, I think Requiem is my favorite song on that one. So listening to Ascendancy again. Probably like your 30th or 50th time now. Because um, I know for me, it's a shit ton. Do you have a favorite song off of it? Listening to it in 2023. Is there a it's song? It's really you- hard. To- <laughs> it's super hard. Uh, that's why I have you going first. Because I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the song list. Because like, the thing is, is like, I'm going to go with what I, the reason that I am into Trivium even more than I, even the reason that I got into Trivium you know, yeah, Ember to Inferno, but when they came out with Like Like to Flies, that fucking song still hits. They played yeah. it when I saw them last year in November. Oh, nice. I mean, dude. So I think yeah, I'm going to go with Like Like to Flies, but it's really hard not to like um, Departure De- Declaration. That's <laughs> Declaration's mine. It's so I mean, hard dude, to Declaration choose. Declaration is dude. so good. The, yeah. and, and, and again, if you just go 1 to 12, you don't listen to the bonus tracks, you don't listen yeah. to the cover it's such a good ending to the record and that's why i'm listening it. that whole record i mean the instrumental's fucking killer just the first song i don't know what it is that they're doing and what like tuning and it's so fucking good to the end of everything and then just slap you in the dick with rain and then they like don't let off they, dying in your arms is the softest song and i still like that fucking song it's a good song that's so it came on um so i think i heard it on tuesday or no monday and I was like, man, this is like the perfect radio song. It's still heavy. Like, it still uh-huh. hits. <clears throat> but I wouldn't be surprised if someone out there was to choose the end of everything as their favorite song, like you just said. Like, it just, it's so good. There's so many things about this album that, and like you said, it doesn't stop. Like, even with Drowned and Torn Asunder, it starts slow, but man, it fucking picks up real quick and just starts slapping you in the face again. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact about like Light to Flies, if 
you know, whoever listens to this doesn't know, um, actually put Trivium on the map in terms of uh, mainstream media because it's actually the song that they use in Smoking Aces when um, Chris, oh, Pine's, right. Chris Pine's metalhead group pulled up in the Charger and the parking um, parking structure on the top of it. Uh, like Light Defies is playing on the radio. So Holy crap. Talk about a movie I haven't seen in fucking years. Fun fact of the day. I made sure to like save that fun fact because I always remember that. I actually like Smoking Aces way too much. I think I've seen it several times. I know. I want to watch it now. But that was actually Chris Pine's first uh, breakout role as well. Was so, it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So I think we're ready to move on to an album that honestly still disappoints me quite a bit. So it's, it's really tough to to not have some kind of negativity and thought process to this album when you're listening to it even now well i wanted to go ahead and say something real quick too um because i know we were talking about this uh during the week we were talking about vengeance falls i don't think trivium has a bad record i just think the crusade which is what we're on now uh, great album art by the way i just think the crusade literally just sounds like the same shit constantly like it just it's all one giant song when i was listening to it and i couldn't until i got to becoming the dragon it just all sounded the same um yeah i mean i think that they definitely took the more um thrash 80s thrash metal almost like almost like hair metal type yeah style with this one um, where it's kind of weird because if you know detonation, the way that this um, album starts is, you know, de- ignition and detonation are really fucking. I love those songs. I think they're really good, and they definitely are a follow up to um, what ascendancy was. But then when you get into, excuse me, sorry, I just had to mute myself because I sneeze so fucking hard. <laughs> We're when sick, you get everyone. Into, They're with us. Yeah, sorry. When you get into um, entrance of the conflagration, uh, <laughs> conflagration. Yeah. Um, and anthem. We are the fire. Well, sadness. Those we'll are, see her becoming the dragon. This world. Well, I was going to get apart. there, but those oh. two songs, entrance and anthem, are you know they're really more rock metal ish songs. Yeah. You know, like you could easily see them, Apollo and. Um, Corey and, and Matt up there playing like neck back to back, you know, to each other and just kind of doing the, the rock thing, the rock move. And those are those songs. And they're not even that bad of songs. Entrance is all right. Anthems. I like Anthem. I mean, it's kind of, it, like I said, it's very, um, I would say it's maybe more like hard rock than anything. And, um, but yeah. And then I love sadness will sear and the world can't tear us apart. I still love those songs. So, for this album what's that great songs yes yeah for these two for this album i mean there's some songs that i could definitely skip over because i don't really like becoming the dragon or to the rats um but you know to the rats they played that song the other day live or you know in november when we saw them yeah it was fine it was it fit in you know they literally were playing everything the only thing they didn't play off of was uh silence in the snow but um which i thought was kind of weird everything else they touched even number two inferno i think Okay. Um, but to the rats live wasn't even that bad. It sounded perfectly fine. It fit in with everything they were doing. Um, 
tread the floods, contend brings contamination, the rising I could go without, and then the crusades fine because it's just instrumental. But got it. So I, I think that the album's fine. I think. Um, yeah, I just think it hits it threw different. Me off. It, yeah. yeah. It just essentially, you know, listening to the discography and coming off of the sentency, um, it just it just doesn't feel right. It just feels off, but it, like it's not bad at all. It's just it's just not a sentency. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that's kind of the easiest way. But at the same time, you know, you wouldn't want a sentency part two. That's true. It's just I mean, it was, if you're following uh, up ascendancy and you, the next albums or whatever you know maybe they don't call it that but but that was the thing is like ignition and detonation they're kind of could have gone on ascendancy I feel like it's not like they were much different well actually I think my favorite song off of Crusade could have went on that album that's actually the Crusade another amazing finisher to the record yeah my favorite song is I think mine's kind of sadness we'll see her. I think that's just a really good song. Well, my follow-ups were sadness. We'll see our anthem. So, yeah, it's a tough one. But you know, we always talk about how, or I always talk about how I hate bands that sound the same the whole time. Um, that's true. Ascendancy Part Two didn't need to happen. I just think following up, you know, Ascendancy was just a really difficult task if you look at it from that perspective. Well, and I listened to a podcast that he was on talking about this album only, and he, you know, they were just under a lot of pressure. They were still young. People started hating them. Bands because. Ascendancy came out and everybody was saying, oh, this is the new Metallica. This is the next big band. This is, they're going to freaking do this, this, this. And then, you know, so they had a lot of mental issues going on when like bands that they looked up to that they're now around and touring are talking shit and throwing shade. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were like, they didn't know what to think. And they come out with this and it's like, well, you know, maybe they didn't want to have a sentency part two because people were saying that a lot of people were like, they love the album and they were saying that, you know, they're going to be this next thing. But then he, you know, they're all looking at like, well, fuck, nobody likes us, you know, in the bands that we listened to and loved and um, admired growing up. And, you know, now they're all pissed off at us because people are saying for us that they're going to be, we're going to be the next Metallica. And so, they decided to kind of go off in a different um, uh, way, you know? Yeah. They went in a different direction. Yeah. I'll tell you what, out of all the songs, I, I was going to say this at the, towards the end, but out of all of the bonus tracks on their records, broken one is the best song bonus track that they have. In my opinion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The baseline right in the beginning. Yeah, so sick. I was like, you know what? That song sounds familiar. That song you didn't even familiar. listen to it. No, like I said, I was just trying to avoid bonus tracks just to get like the full album experience. Um, mm-hmm. Like we, like we said, they're a very start to finish kind of band, in my opinion, and most records are meant to be. Um, well, you know, and the other thing I'm reading too is, which I forgot, is there was almost no screaming in this, if if any. He does yeah. clean Matt does clean vocals throughout the whole thing or throughout yeah, most of it. So I almost wonder if you know maybe they recorded one or two of these songs and threw in some you know, maybe that's why to the rats sounded good. I don't I'd have to go listen or see if there was any recordings from that night, but 
you know, maybe he started screaming the other night and it, it sounded good. I don't know. But that was another thing, too, that between the Ascendancy and the Crusade changed. You know, now they're not even now he's not even screaming. But right. I still think it's good. I think there's some good records on there or good songs on there. Um, yeah, there's but there's a lot on there's a cut like I would say half I could skip. Yeah, for sure. I think you can definitely make it just an EP. And then add broken one to it. Um, yeah. So next up is actually my personal like favorite. It actually does be ascendancy for me. Um, fucking Shogun. Fucking Shogun. They came back fucking hard, in my opinion, with this. Because their first single off this album was Kirsute Goman, the intro song. Mm. And I just think like this song, like the intro to it, the song itself is fucking remarkable. And it kind of just sets the tone for what you're about to get in the whole entire record, which does remind me of Sentency, where it's just like, it doesn't fucking stop. It just keeps hitting you and hitting you. And like this shit, I just, I don't know. I love this record so much. And I, there's only like, let's see. There's literally only one song where I'm like, eh. Also, I think this record has the worst bonus tracks. So there's that too. <laughs> Cause you were saying earlier, I like that I finished for um, you know, front to back how it's supposed to be. And then I checked out the bonus tracks because I think Poison the Knife or, or the Noose or Upon the, the Shores. Or the news, yeah. I think they're horrible songs. You don't like Upon the Shores? It's okay. But I wouldn't I'm glad it's bonus. Like I wouldn't add it at all. I would finish a shogun and call it a day. Mm. Yeah, no, I think the way that they released Shogun initially is is the way it should be. Adding poison or upon the shores is not. I don't think that those go well. And that's usually kind of how I look at um, bonus B-sides and uh, covers and stuff like that. They, you know, obviously they weren't there for the song. I mean, for the record, it's probably for a reason, but they were stuff that they wanted to, um, that they wrote around the same time and just kind of released it afterwards, right? So, yeah, I think, um, I think that they're good B-sides, but I definitely they don't add to the record itself right well when it comes to shogun for me um it came out at a time in my life where i was like really really into music kind of like where, mm. where you were at when you were in high school i was in high school when this came out i was a <clears throat> freshman sophomore um so like this album just was like fucking a night and day difference from crusade for me personally and the singles were insane. You got down from the sky, throws a perdition, and then a re- perfect radio song into the mouth of hell. We march, which was also on the NFL Madden game that year. Fun fact, if you didn't know that either. Um, and uh, you know, all these singles are fucking incredible. The choruses are perfect. And then I listen to the whole album, and then I get to to the end of the album at Shogun. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm like this this album. Like till this day, like Shogun, I can put it on any time of day and i'm still gonna be really happy to listen to it um there's just something about this album it just hits different for me really really well um i think you know i just think between the i think the writing's perfect i think every song has an incredible chorus that's unique and different on their own um yeah and then honestly i was on the treadmill um i think it was uh yesterday or friday I don't remember what day it was during the week, but um, uh, you know this this was the record I had on when I was on the treadmill, 
And I was just like, you know, I have the lyrics on because sometimes I sing along to songs. And it's like the lyrics for this album are really good too. And I like I like this whole mythical fantasy love that Matt has because I'm a huge nerd myself. Um, so some of these songs are just really fucking sick. Just what they write write them about as well. Yeah. No, I mean I agree. The the especially coming off the crusade, this was something again that, like they were back to form type thing. They you know, he's primarily screaming now. The songs are heavy, you know, and they're just relentless throughout through and through. I'm trying to think. I don't really think there's a, a down from the sky, I think is a slightly slower song, but for the most part, everything Shogun too. But Shogun again, another album with a really good ending song yeah. to close it down. And you know, 12 minutes long. I'll take it. I'll take it all day. Well, this song kind of like <clears throat> to me, you know, based off the, the podcast that you heard. And the way Matt was talking about like the pressure to make Crusade, to me this record's like fuck you. No, we are that band that everyone said we were when Ascendancy came out. Because I think like this this album is just something else, man. Um, I don't I don't think it's necessarily better than Ascendancy. I just think for me as a fan, it is. It's my favorite. Um, yeah, but I think it's a fantastic like fuck you. No, we're here to stay kind of album. You know, like this is our career for sure. Well, that's definitely what it was. You know, yeah. it's why definitely it's so blew fucking heavy and like again he's screaming throughout the whole thing and you know and good for them because it's a really fucking good record it's in the top you know like i don't know if it might i'd have to look again it might be in the top three for me oh of uh, the trivium records yeah yeah mine goes Actually, i think shogun ascendancy in, in the court of dragons because i think in the court of dragons is fucking wild and i can't wait to talk about it um but you know for you <laughs> especially since you've seen a couple of these songs live. Um, what's like your favorite song from this record? It's another hard one to choose, to be honest. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, I don't remember. If it, I, the top three are like Callisto, Down from the Sky, and Throws of Perdition. Yeah, Throws of Perdition are ugh, such a good That's, uh, song. I think Throws is probably my favorite song, but Down from the Sky is right there. I mean, but there's so much <laughs> Into the Mouth of Hell We March, The Calamity. Well, torn between Showdown. you got the amazing guitars in the beginning. In the beginning, oh, yeah. Um, I also went with Throws of Perdition because I Shogun's too basic for me. I'm not going to keep choosing the last song of every record, so I went with Throws as well. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, like Callisto to a Star in Heaven. He does like this super deep, like right before the chorus, like um, the way he sings the lyrics. And then the chorus just hits you and it's like, it fucking gets you pumped up. Yeah. I was going to say, if anyone wants a workout album, this shit's it. I was like getting all fucking pumped up on the treadmill and chilling. This is dope. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, this, this album was something else. Um, it also came out at a time for me when I was, you know, playing like RuneScape and I was playing a lot of like video games and I had music in the background. This, this album has been, I've probably listened to this album over a hundred times. No, no doubt. Um, so it just, uh, yeah, it's it's really good in my opinion. And then uh, Iron Maiden's a good song. That's a good cover. Yeah, no, and um, that was another thing I noticed too. Um, they have just a lot of good covers. They do, and when they do their covers, they're very well done. Yeah, Master of Puppets. I haven't heard it in a long time, and when it came on, I was like, oh shit! Like, yeah, you guys fucking nailed it. Especially with yeah. Stranger Things coming out last year, and mm. like Master of Puppets blowing up again. I'm like, fuck! I forgot trivia. I'm like, they nailed it on their own. Yeah. They really did. 
Um, they kept it original, but also the same, honestly. You know, I was, I, I listened to that song too when I was listening to the record. So, yeah. Um, I know I was looking right here and, you know, I don't know how accurate this is, but it says that songs written for the album, but not, but recorded for other later albums are Silence in the Snow and then the Flanks, Flanks, Flanics. Yeah, Flanix. Phalanix. 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 Yeah. Which I didn't know that, but that's cool. What, what was that? I said I didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. No, but what is it? like? Oh, there were songs that were written during Shogun, but not put on Shogun. They were recorded for the other albums. I was to say, Phalanix literally sounds like it could have been on an earlier record. That's a great song. Another Actually, thing. don't talk the... about that. That's a great closer, too. Yeah, it really is. Well, I was going to say, like, when I was listening to the in the Court of Dragons, I'm like, I feel like this is just an album that could have been a Sentence part two. And, you know, we've talked about that, too, when the album came out initially. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, next up is In Waves, came out in 2011. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that this album following up with Shogun, it's kind of long, or it seems like there's a lot of songs. It's too samey again for me well that's where yeah after you listen to shogun and if you're listening to all the records in order then this is the record where i thought like oh man it's very samey and i'm like listening to the same shit doesn't say i do want to make that clear again for anyone listening we're talking about this from the perspective of this last week where we listened to all the records in a row um obviously if you were to take the breaks because this was a three-year gap between shogun you probably have a different opinion but when you listen to all these records in a row yeah there starts to see you start to see a pattern yeah yeah in, in waves isn't bad it's just it's it just all sounds the fucking same to me um, i mean i like in waves um capsizing in the sea so when i saw them the other in november they actually played those two yeah that i believe that was their yeah that was their last song um so it actually they played they, I think they took a break and then they just let capsizing the C play and then they came out and hit it with in waves and that was the last song. And um, I love that that song is great too. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's some good songs on here. I just, I think that it's, it's just a lot of the same on this record. Where I don't, a lot of the other records, you know, Shogun, they have a lot of different songs, even though, you know, it's Trivium and they do sound the same. But I feel like in waves was definitely more song after song you didn't get a lot of variety um and the other thing i noticed out of listening to all these records back to four you know front to back all 10 maybe not on the newer yeah not on the last three records and i know why that is but um man they they just they are hitting it with the double bass on just forever it seems like the double bass never ends and I'm not a, I'm not mad about that. I'm just saying, like, that was just something as list, as I'm listening to all these records. It's just double bass, double bass, double bass. A Skyline Severance is good. I like that song. Yeah, but I also, I also, it, it also does kind of seem like. Uh, is there anything we can add to this song? You want to add more double bass? Okay. Like it, there's too much double bass for me. Like it just it, to the point where it's like, mm, do we really need to have it there? And unfortunately, it's kind of a trend that follows until in the Court of Dragons, where they kind of just mellow it out a little bit, in my opinion. Mm. So, 
I don't know. In Waves is great. I remember I remember when the record came out back in the day. I, I loved it. Uh, yeah. I remember when I was working on my first job, was, I always listened to it. Yeah, this one, I remember you listening to this one more than I did. Yeah, yeah. Because to be honest, when this came out in 2011, I mean, this was more heavy metal. And I feel like at that point, you know, I was kind of all over the place. And I don't oh, think yeah, that you're, when you're this listening came, to like Minus the Bear, you were you were like really expanding your horizons. You weren't sticking to you know what we loved not that you didn't avoid it you just you were really seeing what else was out there and you were like even like um you know hip-hop and orange yeah i think so at the time yeah yeah i remember that shit it was weird um so i think when this came out yeah i listened to some of it or or i listened to it you know a couple times but i didn't get i didn't continue to listen to it um for no particular reason i was just listening to other things yeah so what's your uh favorite song i'm sorry on the favorite song on here <laughs> yeah i think in waves is probably my favorite song i just like the way it hits and coming off of capsizing i think that that kind of just hits you in the face real quick i mean the other song i think is uh, skyline severance that i liked as far as like favorites off the record yeah no i i think uh capsizing the c and um you know, in waves are a really, really good intro, and that that was like something I was really happy about when the album first came out. I re- I repeated the hell out of those two songs, uh, but I also like Built to Fall quite a bit. Built to Fall is good too. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the the other one I went with. Um, so the other thing too is this is the last record. I believe this is the last record with the original drummer Nick. No, I'm sorry, not Nick. Where's that? Sorry. No, this is the first record with Nick. The last record um, was Shogun with um, Travis, who's yeah. the original drummer. So that was another thing I noticed too: is that the change in some of the some of the the writing and the drumming um, kind of falls off between sh- after Shogun, between Sin, Sin and the Sentence. Yeah. The drumming is not because they had a couple different guys. So now we're at Nick Augusto. And again, in waves is great, but it definitely is just kind of samey for sure. Hmm. Ow. And then, you know, go, going in or going beyond in waves, Vengeance Falls came out and I did not listen to it. I, I skipped it when it came out. I don't know why. Well, I know why for me, but and it might be the same for you because one of the, I don't remember which single it was. It's either Strife or Vengeance Falls. Like it's something in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I remember when the single came out, I didn't like it. And then I just completely avoided the album after that. Was it, it might've been Strife. Yeah. yeah. I still think till this day, this album is lackluster. You know what? I listened to it. I wasn't mad about it. I was, I wasn't mad about it. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I'm mad about it because I don't know. I, I still think these guys are really talented. Like, I don't think they have a quote unquote bad record. It just, it just to, to me, like, again, once again, you know, going from record to record, it just followed a trend of sounding the same to me. And I just, I couldn't like get it out of my head. Well, there's a one song that I hadn't actually heard, I guess, or I just didn't remember, but number track five to believe. Yeah. I actually like that song. I think it's a really good song. Through the blood, 
Dirt and uh, Bone, Through the Blood and Dirt and Bone. That's a good song. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is my favorite on the one. Okay. And then, you know, Strife is cool. I don't know. I think, like I said, at the time when this came out, I think the other thing, too, is looking at it, David Draymond from Disturbed was the, he produced this record. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with why I didn't listen to it. But for some reason, I just, when this came out, I just did not listen to it. And it could have been the singles or just the time where I was at. Well, yeah, because I look at it, it came out in 2013. Metalcore, American Metalcore was kind of blown up again. Yeah, so. I think that that was like the, you know, that's what we were listening to. You know, the Devil Wears Pradas, the August Burns Reds, Parkways, Ghosts and Sides. But yeah, they were still doing their thing. Stick to your guns. Stick to your um, guns. And then, you know, um, you know, In Hearts Wake for the, this period. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of their first records by this time, uh, by the time this came out, um, and then you had you know North Lane, right? Because mm-hmm. you li- you listened to the original North Lane too. Like I missed out on Adrian's era. Discovery. I mean, I went back and listened to it. Um, but yeah, there's just, I mean, Dream on Dreamer. I mean, there's just so much other stuff going on in the the heavy, yeah, know, metal and metalcore scene. That's the bulk of it is that we were listening to the metalcore stuff and other new bands and that that this the single didn't i think strife was the single that i was like "Mm," like you said and i didn't give it a chance but yeah because i'm thinking in 2013 we had buried in verona came out with a b the notorious biv you know that record came out in 2013 or 2012 there's just a lot of different bands that we were focused on because we were actually going to their concerts too you know like we weren't going to metal concerts necessarily well and that's the thing too right we the concerts we're going to are smaller shows, you know, 500, 800, 1,000 sh- people shows where Trivium was at the point where they're they're at fucking 10, you know, five, whatever. I don't know the numbers, 2,000 people, call shows. it 2,000 to 10,000 people's at the show, which and they're doing festivals and shit where we weren't really going to those, right? So that was another thing, too. You know, it's not like we were listening to going to their concerts, um, which probably we missed out on. We probably missed out on some good stuff, but probably. Well, whatever. And I will say this. This record has my favorite cover up that they've done. The Losing oh. My Religion. <laughs> what? Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Oh. That's my favorite cover they've done. Because it's different. It's Trivium, but it's not like fucking Metallica or Iron Maiden. Or um, Sepultura. I never even heard it. Oh, I'll send it to you. It's good. Yeah. I like that song in the anyways, Losing My Religion. Yeah, it's REM's got some fucking good songs, man. Well, remember Scary Kids Scaring Kids did that that song too? Yeah. That's fucking I love that cover too. But out of all the covers, Trivium's done this. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, then we still had all the We Came as Romans and the Word Alive of Mice and Men. Just like some of that last of my high school era bands that we were more focused on than trivium yeah no when you bring it when you say it like that i mean coming in thinking about it i mean it makes more sense to why i didn't listen to this record yeah like we were still going to every adtr show at that point still as well almost like i mean there's just a ton of bands that we were seeing a lot in that era um before some of them died down a little bit uh next up is silence of the snow came out in 2015 um for me this was a huge era where i just feel like i was listening to other stuff like trade wind and 
and just more laid back music. I was trying to find my own version of what you went through with the minus the bear and just, just different genres and uh, not just the same shit all the time. <clears throat> yeah. So I actually completely skipped out on this album uh, for whatever reason, besides until the world goes cold, which is still my favorite song on the record. Uh, no, no shot. Um, but listening to it from start to finish, it's not bad at all. Like I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's fun. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So this is their first record with uh, another drummer, another new drummer. This was their third drummer. And also they didn't scream, not once on this record. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a different record. The production's really high on it, which kind of makes it more, um, to me, or what well, sounds, I don't know, I'm assuming that it is, because it sounds really polished and really... It's extremely polished. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it has radio songs on it, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, and they're not. It's not even a bad record. I actually like the record. I haven't heard the special edition songs. I'm just now looking that there's two. I don't think I've heard those songs, but, um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, really, I liked it when it came out too, and I saw them. Well, I remember you listening to this when it came out. You, yeah, you this sure. one, I, and so for whatever reason, again, I flipped over after an album from Vengeance Falls to this and was like, I think I might have heard Silence in the Snow or Blind Leading the Blind. Um, I think there's a lot of great songs on it, you know, yeah, those, you were... those included, but I think World Goes Cold is extremely good. I mean, but there's a Pull Me From the Void. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great songs, Dead and Gone. There's a lot of great songs on this. Um, and it's just not as heavy, but it's still great honestly yeah so i'm actually really surprised i didn't check out this album <clears throat> because we're talking about like just listening to different genres and just trying to explore different bands and i remember like when this came out you know i was listening to night versus 100th going through their change so like if there's only clean vocals on this album i'm surprised i didn't really check it out but i remember you playing this for sure well um, yeah i think for you it's it's kind of weird because or not weird it's just your your thing that you don't really care for metal i think that this record is very just straight up heavy metal you know Still hate metal yeah it's so weird yeah there's not even i don't think there's even a lot of um i don't think there's a lot of double bass to it either um not really and like i said there's no screaming so it's definitely a different record for matt but i like the record i liked it when it came out and i still like it yeah, it's not bad. It's got some great songs on it. And I saw them play the, they played, they were, um, this is the one that where they played and I saw them um, at that San Bernardino festival. I think it was not fest. Something like that. Yeah, Brian and I went. This is when, yeah, Brian and I, Brian was baby. I think Britt and I started dating, so I had to take her brother out. Take your brother out, yeah. get babysitting. Yeah, there's some sure he some around a concert. Make sure he likes me. Yeah, fucking gay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. There's not a lot to say about this album, honestly. Yeah, Besides for me, there really isn't much. Said. Yeah, it's um, just a really polished album. There's no screaming, super metal. Um, got great songs. What's your favorite song? The until the, the world was called. I fucking love that song a lot. Yeah, I like Dead and Gone. And then God like pulled me from the void. He's sing- I, I don't know what it is about. I think it's the singing. I like rise um, above the tides a lot too. Right, that's a great song too. Oh, the I, thing that's killing me is good too. 
that's what I'm saying. It's a great album. Short. It's actually one of the shorter ones that I've seen so far. Yeah. Not too many, not a long song. Breathe, uh, Breathe in the Flames. I'm not sure if that's, I can't remember that song. It must not have stuck out to me as a uh, finishing track. I didn't even listen to this new single they got, Implore the Darkened Sky. What's that? The new single. Oh, it's a cover. It's a Heaven Shall Burn cover. Got it. Great song, though. I mean, they sound fucking heavy, but they have to because Heaven Shall Burn's heavy. Like, always. Yeah. And Heaven Shall Burn did Pillar of Serpents, I think. Oh, nice. Or, yeah, it was like a split album. So you, you'd have to go to Heaven Shall Burn and find their cover of Trivium song. That's cool. But yeah, I, that's a good song, too. They did really good on that cover. Um, uh, next up is Sin in the Sentence and um, The Heart from Your Hate and The Sin in the Sentence were their two singles that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, this album's not bad, but I don't know, man. It just kind of didn't do anything for me. Oh, I love it. Really? It's, yeah, I love this record. Yeah, the, I, I might have to listen to it again. It just didn't. It just didn't hit me. Like I thought the it drums on it, because now we've got a new guy, and it's Alex Bent, and Alex is from the band that I'm forgetting, Battlecross, and Battlecross actually was on that show, that tour um, that Brian and I went to and saw Trivium during Silence of the Snow. Yeah, so Battlecross was on there, and in, in whatever, that's where he's from, and some other bands. And he's got more technicality and he's a lot heavier with his playing and a lot faster. And when you're listening to the sin in the sentence, you can hear it. He does a lot of different fills. He uses symbols very differently than a lot of other drummers that I can think of. And I'm fucking here for it. I loved it because other worlds, great fucking song, the wretchedness inside. Great song thrown in the fire, sever the hand and last night. Um, all awesome betrayer. I mean, I think this record's actually, I think it's in my top three, I think. Yeah. And then you have the single, The Heart From Your Hate, which is their their rock radio, if you will, single. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I really love the song, uh, the, the album. I think, again, another Trivium album that's... Um, just a little bit different, but still trivium. And I think the, the difference is Alex, the drumming. Because, again, you go from Silence in the Snow, which was kind of, it was good for what it was. It was lackluster to a degree. Um, when you think of trivium, you don't really think of Silence in the Snow as much. And then they jump off of that's, that album and come into this in the sentence. And then just really, it's kind of, it's just fast paced. It's heavy. The tempo's good. The drumming is great. The guitar works good. And um, trivia, or, uh, Matt's singing and screaming is just even better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just uh, even like the next record. If you like Trivium, it's good. So that's the funny thing is what the Dead Men say is I actually, the singles. Catastrophist was all right, but what the dead men say, and then amongst the shadows and the stones, and then bleed into me, yeah, are ble- yeah, bleed into me. I love those songs. Me too. But which I realized um, while listening to it this time, I thought I loved the whole record a lot, but I don't. I, for whatever reason, once you get after bleed into me, the other half, I'm just it's okay. 
Yep. First four songs, five songs. Great. And I could have swore that this was, I mean, bending the arc to fear number track nine is probably the best song on the, on the back half of the yeah. record. Like the ones we leave behind is good, but for some reason, I just, I don't really, I couldn't pinpoint why, but I just remember it kind of, I, I blasted through that album. And then well, after bled it bleeding to me, it was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. I didn't really care for it. You didn't like it at all? Not really. No. I mean, I love what the dead men say. Catastrophist is fine. Among, amongst the shadows and the stones, I actually really, that's my favorite song. And then yeah. the dead men. I like the, what the dead men say quite a bit, but that's because the chorus. Yeah. This is a good flow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about these, la- these latter half records. I just, um, you know, when you listen to them in a row, like we did, it just all sounds the same to me. And I got bored. I just legitimately got bored. Um, they're not bad. It's just, um, it's trivial, you know, like, I'm pretty sure this would happen with any band, by the way. I'm not knocking Trivium. This is kind of like the good thing and the bad thing about listening to a whole 10 record discography in a week. Um, <laughs> um, it just, it all starts to blend together. Um, but I don't think what the Deadman says is a bad album at all. And it does say here on Apple Music that this is a new direction for the band where they let Paulo, the bassist, write most of the record. And so oh. I think that's why. There's a huge change in it too, though. There's just uh, there's something different about it, and it just didn't mm-hmm. hit well with me. But I just think it's another record. I gotta give it another chance, you know. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. Yeah, wait a week. You know, don't listen to any more trivium, and then come back to it. Because I think it's a really good. The first half, I think, is really good. Um, following it up from sin in the sentence is fine. I don't think the drumming is does much different or kind of a little less i don't know i think that again alex just does a really good job and, and kind of brought the other three guys back to form if you will yeah but I, I still think that once you get after tracks five you're you start starts to fall off and it's just kind of you know it's just kind of there for me yeah but yeah amongst the shadows and the stones you really should try and check out again I was going to put a playlist together for like all of my favorite Trivium songs. I still might. I still yeah. might. Yeah. Um, so the, their latest record came out in 2021 in the court of the dragon. Um, for, for me personally, like this is Trivium back to their form. I mean, just like Shogun and Ascendancy front to back. I fucking love this record so much. Yeah. It's so good. I got to sneeze. Oh God. I when we were again we were going through this and i was like i'm like fuck man like finally i'm getting to the last song and um right i'm sorry the last record and it's been i've been listening to trivium for a week and yeah but um when i got to this record it was a pleasant surprise that you know in the court of the dragon i know that song because that's the biggest single Right, I remember that one for sure. You know, yeah, I remember that song for sure. Yeah, and then that was kind of it. But then when I listened to the record again, I was like, oh shit! Like, there's a the whole thing is good. A crisis of revelation and the shadow of the abattoir. Those are probably my favorite songs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, even like a sword over Damocles, very good track, and. You know, I think the other thing too is that 
they just put out so many fucking records. In 2020, you had what the Dead Men say, and then in 2021, you had In the Court of the Dragon. Yeah. This thing was released October 8th, 2021, and we're already in 2023, so I'm sure Trivium's got another record coming out this year, which is awesome. I mean, I think that's one of the other things, too. They've Not only have they stayed consistent, but they've put out record after record after record. They really haven't had um, a huge break, if you will. So I think it's... Um, I think it's cool. And I think um, this record definitely is kind of shows off and encapsulates everything that they have done and, and continue to do a lot of different elements in each song. Um, but again, it's still just trivium, but I think that's kind of the best, the best way to kind of describe it, you know, because even for most of the records, you're going to get what you think you're getting for the most part, you know what I mean? But when you think about, you know, this record being almost the 20th anniversary of the band, and then they release this fucking banger of an album, they can mm-hmm. almost, I almost can't wait to see what the next 20 years are for these guys. Yeah. You know, you know whatever they choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, th- this record granted the lyrics and stuff. There's two Elder Scrolls online songs that are on this record. Um, uh, I think it says dragon. I love dragons. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> God, that's how cheesy I could be. Uh, but yeah, the, just the all of the instruments sound fucking incredible here. The drums, the guitars, the bass, and then the lyrics and the choruses. Like, I mean, you, it just hits all the right spots. Uh, it it made me really happy to listen to it. What are the can't. fucking what are the references? Damocles and Abattoir. Well, Phalanx was re- written for Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, it was. Yeah. And then, okay. uh, I forgot what the other song is. Okay. Great song. Great ending. Another great song that they threw on the end and oh, closes uh, the, the album down. The Reach Witch Chant. It's not on here. Mm. Is the other song for Elder Scrolls Online. Gotcha. But uh, the other yeah. thing I noticed too is that they, after Vengeance Falls, all the records are shorter. Yeah. You know, 10 songs. And there's not really any bonus. There's some live and acoustic bonus tracks, but that's kind of it. So they kind of fell off doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, you know, I like, I was, I think all their covers are really good, actually. Yeah, they're not bad. Their covers are really good. Yeah. I'd love to see them do a cover album of some of their favorite songs. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I mean, that's why I liked uh, "Losing My Religion" because it's not a heavy song, right? It's a different take on a classic rock song. Yeah. So, what's your? Uh, are you going to do a top? Are you going to put them in ten in order of personal preference by ten, or just top three? Or I'm just going to do a top three because I think the rest of the albums are whatever. I mean, I'd do Ember to Inferno number four. I'll do a top five. Um, send the sentence number five. Uh, number four, Emerald Inferno. Number three, in the Court of the Dragon. Number two, Ascendancy, and number one, Shogun. Mm. Shogun just means a lot to me. Just came at a time where I really was really heavy into the lyrics of music, and that's where I started to really grow into that. Yeah, I did with Ascendancy as well, but Shogun like really just hit home. I used to listen to it all every time I walk home from school or something. Mm-hmm. So. That'd be my top five. Nice. And then my favorite Trivium song of all time, Shogun. 
as well. Yeah, it was great when they played it. I know, I'm jealous. Well, pull your head out of your ass sometimes. But, um, top five, what about you? <laughs> Can't wait to take some medicine. I have to go. Ascendancy is number one. I did, there's just the time frame and everything. So I would go ascendancy number one. Probably Shogun number two. Yeah. And then Sin in the Sentence. I think I want to throw Ember two in front of then Silence in the Snow. Or maybe put Court of the Dragon in there. That's tough because that's a great record too. Yeah. I think Vengeance falls in waves and Crusader down there at the bottom, just for me personally. Yeah, it just didn't hit well with me. I think the rest of them are way better. Do you have them all on actual record as well? I do. I have all of them. I have I have the uh hang on a second. I can't pick you up. Well, whatever. I have the uh box set of Ember to Inferno that came out like whenever. Yeah, I remember you getting that, yeah. <clears throat> and then I released uh, they actually released Ascendancy, Crusade, Shogun, and Waves all at the same time. And they hadn't released those at all, I believe. So I picked all those up at one time. And I don't even think I've opened them. Yeah. But I've got all of the records, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Trivium? I mean, do they still hold up for you after this re-listen this week? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I think that, yeah. I mean, I still go back to what the dead men say in sin in the sentence whenever i try to hit a or record of the dragon too you know it's more of a nostalgic type thing and i'm like oh i want to hear some old ascendancy stuff or shogun or shogun's just one of those records that was kind of i don't know what about shogun for me was like when it came out like it was great it is great it's one of their best records but it kind of is not when I think of Trivium, I don't think of Shogun right off the bat for yeah. me. And it's not, I don't know why, because like I said, it's in my top two. Um, and the whole record on that record is so good. But for some reason, I just, it's just not my, when I think of Trivium, I don't think of that record. I was I like, I forget it. Yeah. Probably because it was in between Crusade and in Waves and Vengeance Falls. That's fair. And when you go through those four records, if you go Crusade, Shogun, and Wave Vengeance Falls, it's like fuck. Like Shogun is the best record there. You know? Yeah. I would like to see them do a uh concept album album, like a synth met- melodic metalcore album. Um, I think it'd be fucking sick. When you look at the records too, or like I'm sorry, a retro wave, not synth. Oh. Make like an 80s metalcore album. Hmm. I think they could pull it off. Just saying. When you look at their records too, it's like the other thing I think of is that they have three phases. You know, you had the early phase, which is Ember and Ascendancy. You can't really fuck with that. Then you had Crusade, Shogun, and Waves, Vengeance Falls as their middle, their second, you know, tier of and those those four records and I think 
for me personally during that time with the switching of the drummers, which doesn't really matter. But you, as I listened to all of their records, I could totally tell the difference. You could just tell that there was something different between the songwriting and the drumming. Um, and then when you start Silence in the Snow, or no, I'm sorry, Sin in the Sentence, and then What the Demon's Saying in the Court, it's just totally different. And I think that those three records being their newest records are, I think they're fucking awesome. I think they've come back to form after kind of dabbling in a couple things. And um, like you said, I can't wait to see, I, I'm hoping, you know, maybe this year they'll do something maybe towards the end of the year. Cause it'll be two years since court of the dragon. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens, but yeah, they're solid. They're in, they're in my top five bands of all time. So, or uh, yeah, it's tough. There's it's, top ten at least. It's the only thing that sucks about loving music so much is making a top five bands is difficult. So the only the only way I can do it now at this point is based off their discography. If I can listen to their discography from start to finish and not get mad, then I'm good. And that's why I choose uh, North Lane Thrice, Alexis on Fire, Parkway, and um, Secure Guns because you don't even know. like Parkway. You yeah, like but two records from Parkway. Three. Uh, but I can First I can three. listen to all of their stuff though. I mean I, I I like Winston a lot. I like his voice, man. Yeah. So no, I mean Winston has all well, dudes Park by Next or what? Um, I wanted to do like a different style of episode where we focus on the album specifically and why it's defines the band mm. because Color Decay came on again on my shuffle this week. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm so happy for these guys. Like out of all the amazing music they've released, their best one is one that came out last year. Like that's that's legit. So that was something I was gonna bring up to you guys and see if we can. No, that's a good idea. A short and sweet episode. Basically, well, probably not the way we can get into it, but um, I'm just saying. Like I think it's a cool concept of really um, showcasing what a band can do after either beginning, middle, or um, you know farther down the road in their career, like uh, these guys did. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's one of the best things about what we, the bands we listen to, um, that these bands have been around for as long as they have, and they can still put out a quarter in the Court of the Dragon or Color Decay, and and you're like, wow, this is potentially their best record that I've heard, or or just fucking really really good, even though you've been listening to them since Ascendancy '05. Yeah, like they're younger too, but then I think of like Northlane. I thought Node would be like the best thing they could ever do. Dude, right? And then we get Alien, and then now we get fucking uh, Obsidian. I'm like, dude, what the hell? How is this even possible? Yeah. Like for me personally, I know you guys and Chris probably don't agree, but even it's our In Heart's Wake with 2033. Like, you know, I got to listen to that record again. His stream's so different than what it used to be. And, the songwriting that they do and kind of I don't, not the lyrics stuff i think i'm cool with all the lyrics and kind of what their um message is because i agree with it to a degree yeah um but yeah i have to listen to that record again yeah you just gotta skip like the first song the i think that's your yeah, world world worldwide suicide that one's, yeah i literally deleted it off my itunes so yeah probably a good thing that's yeah that's definitely a reason that i didn't uh well, yeah, because that was their first single, and you're like, why is it selling like 10 songs in one minute? Yeah. 
but uh i gotta poop so um yeah thank you guys so much for listening to the core collective and our amazing uh episode about trivium a really solid band and if you haven't listened to them yet i'm hoping this episode makes you want to check them out uh because they are uh true pillars in the metal and metalcore scene they're true pillars of serpents yeah and the court of dragons they're amazing um yeah so uh we'll see you guys on the next episode and uh yeah eric you have anything else you want to say no not uh in particularly but uh what i want you to do ryan is prepare for the next one and listen to my playlist oh so yeah the next episode will be a playlist that eric put together of bands that have released new music so far this year and go from there just in the month of january the, so. yeah so it'll be a january recap i love it sounds great to me okay buddy so all right guys well thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode thank you Bye. Bye.